Welcome to How to Get a Job College Student Edition, the podcast for first-generation and minority college students. Each episode will feature topics such as highlights from students who have completed the Mastering College to Career Mentoring Program, networking opportunities, and unique insights from industry thought leaders. So if you're looking for your guide to success, you're in the right place. We are live today. Welcome. What's going on? Hello, hello, hello. Leander Howard II, the resume ninja, the business (laughs) ninja, the automation ninja, Mr. Spark Your Resume, Spark Your Success, Spark Life, man. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the intro, man. That's what's up. I'm here, man. I'm live. I'm in the flesh, man. Long day. Um, Been a little sick lately, but getting back on my feet, man. Getting back on my feet. Oh, man. You are the man, the myth and the legend, man. I'm excited to do this live with you. Super, super pumped. And just, you know, we're going to talk about resumes today. We're also just going to talk about career, man. And so we let's do this, man. And uh, we're doing this also for the for the How to Get a Job podcast, too. So we're recording it on LinkedIn, but we're doing a LinkedIn live. You can get some Q&A. If you have questions and you're watching this, feel free to type it in. We'll, we'll get you guys towards the end of the show. But um, And if you are listening to one in the podcast, man, welcome, welcome. Thanks for, for the support. But. Leander, man, so tell us, what got you started into resumes and career search and, and just helping people get jobs and success in their business? Yeah, man. Um, Really, bro, it's it started just by me wanting to help others, man. Um, I was already a resource at my university at Georgia State where people were just always coming to me like, hey, how did you get this internship? Or how did you get this new opportunity being like Forbes 30 into 30? Or how did you, you know, get a job at a bank when you're 20 years old making $15 an hour when other people are 26 and 30 and working full time? So um, it was just always, I was always a resource, man. And I've always, you know, held myself to a certain standard, a certain caliber. When it comes to professional development, man, I always move like a businessman. Uh, used to wear suits on campus all the time. Probably got probably yeah. got some traction because of that. Uh, but now, man, I've always been able to, to to just you know network, market myself correctly um, and accordingly to how I want to be approached. And then I found out, you know, really I was uh, one day in the career center. My homie, he was like, "Man, you should start a business off of this." And he already helped people get jobs and everything. And I'm like, "Man, maybe you're right," because he was like, "Other people need your services, not just college students." So I looked into it, man, and come to find out it was already a lot of resume writing businesses already in the market i was like yo this is already a thing all right bet, let's do it so um i just started doing some research man jot you know got the business plan going around january january 9th man 2020 we'll never never forget the day uh started the business plan got it got it going launched around late march early april um april 2020 so we've been rocking ever since man and that's that's really how i got started and got sparked your resume going and then it, I started, yeah, then I started Spark Success September 1st, but we'll, we'll probably get into that a little later. Awesome, man. But let, let's start with resumes because um, yeah. obviously resumes are part of the job search process. Um, and I would just love to get your perspectives. Why are resumes still continue to be part of the job search process? Why it's the importance of having a good resume? 
Yeah, man. I think honestly, bro, resumes will never go away, man. Leonardo da Vinci created the first resume in 1482, man. It's 1482, it's 2021, bro. And he actually created it as an introduction, which is pretty much the same thing we're doing now, right? It's the first impression. I call your resume your first, uh, your virtual introduction, right? Your first impression is um, your, your lasting impression. But with the resume, it could be your only impression. So that's why I like to say my little phrase, yeah, man, with, with the resume, because it's honestly, man, it's, it's that first impression, but it, it, it could be your last impression. People get denied, you know, without even being able to talk to anybody because of their resume, the, the presentation, the format. Um, literally, bro, like the resume, it, it speaks to who you are, what you do, and how you can bring impact to a specific company or organization. So you need to take it seriously because that's ultimately your brand. I call your resume your best friend, right? So say Daniel's my best friend. He's out at a party. And they asked Daniel, man, who's your best friend? He's like, oh, yeah, my guy, Leander, man. He does X, Y, and Z, founder, spark your resume, great wall automation. You know what I'm saying? So he's recommending me for certain things, right? He knows what I do, how I can impact other people, and how I would bring value to anybody that he meets, right? So he's speaking highly of me when I'm not in the room. That's, what, that's why I call your resume your best friend. Somebody that's going to speak highly of you when you're not present. Because I've never seen a recruiter say, hey, or hire a manager, really anybody say, hey, man, the resume doesn't look good, but let me give them a call to see if he can explain some things. It's not happening. They're going to go with the person that actually took the time to really tailor their brand, master their craft, and articulate exactly what they do, how they do it, and how they plan on bringing impact to the company or organization based on their previous experiences. So let me play devil's advocate, right? When I think of a resume, I think of resume being the most biased document in the world. Oh, for sure. Right. It's the, it's everything you've ever done in your life. That's great. None of the bad facts. Now, Facts. how do you overcome that? But that's the thing, man. I quite frankly, I don't like it. I don't like resumes. Right. But we got to learn how to play the game. That's our problem. We don't know how to play the game. We try to avoid, we try to, we try to skip the process and find other ways, but it doesn't work. You got to learn how to play the game. You got to navigate the ropes. If they want a resume, turn in a resume. I'm not saying that's all you have to do, but you need to have a solid resume. You need to have a solid LinkedIn profile. You need to have a solid cover letter. That's what they're asking for, deliver. And then when you don't deliver or you don't follow the rules, now you're mad because you didn't get the results you wanted. It's not about if you like it. It's about what they're asking for. At the end of the day, you're not hiring yourself. So you got to play the game. Mm -hmm. We got to fall in line and play the game. They've already built the process. I'm pretty sure it'll change over time. It's already changed, right? Before it was all these doer-based resumes. Now they want to see achievement. Before it was just job description. Just tell them what you did. Now I want to see impact. I'm pretty sure it'll change again in the next 10 years, right? But you got to learn how to play the game. That's how you overcome the hurdles of actually getting higher in 30 to 90 days. You got to know how to navigate the game. You got to reverse engineer. So if I want to get a job at a company, right, I landed the job. What does that look like from the start to the finish? I got my end goal in mind, but now let me, re let me reverse back to see step by step, what do I have to do to reach my goals? And that's how you create a plan. And then you execute the plan by following the step-by-step -step blueprint. Hmm. 
So resumes are just part of the game. You have to, let's see your ticket in the door. You have to have a ticket. You have to have a resume. Look at this, bro. Look at this. Even if you get a referral, they still ask for a resume. And, and why do you think that is? Because they're not the decision makers. People have to understand there is a process to certain things. Hiring managers do not have time to look over and filter through candidates. They have a job to do. They're probably working on projects. That's why you have people who call recruiters, sourcers. That's their whole job. Middlemen, gatekeepers to source talent, filter through the biases, and get qualified people in, push non-qualified people out. Yeah. Based on the criteria of you having a great brand, how are you presenting yourself accordingly on social media via LinkedIn, your resume, which is your hard copy that they can transfer across the organization, and a cover letter is the little, you know, little, little sugar on top, man. You know, the cherry on the cheesecake, right? <laughs> so that's, you got to understand how to play the game, man, and and really, you can navigate the job searching, you know, um, job searching process a lot more effectively when you understand the blueprint and you understand the key players. But they ask for the resume because they're not making the final decision. All right, I've, so had, I've had literally recruiters tell me, man, you're a great candidate, but the hiring manager chose somebody else. That goes to show you they are not the final decision makers. Yeah. They can vouch on your behalf as much as they please, right? But at the end of the day, hiring managers make decisions, bro. Or whoever else is in that in that in that food chain. You got to understand who the key decision makers are. Recruiters are not hiring you. It's just that simple. You're not working on their team. They're middlemen. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So, okay, resumes. You have to do it. You have to have them. Done. Place, have it, case closed. All right. Bro. Now, biggest biggest mistakes you see when people make their first resume or when they're – biggest mistakes you see college, re, college grads make on their resume when applying for full-time jobs? College grads? Mm, I mean, format, of course, is just like – just, just, just having like I call like your resume, man. It needs to be like a landing page. Recruiters open a document, boom. They're, they don't, they don't look at all your details. That's not the first thing they're seeing. They say, is it attractive? Do I actually even want to take the time to even read this document? Just like a landing page, you click on a link, you open a landing page. You're not diving into the content. Is it appealing enough to even want to dive in? Yeah, has to look good first. Has to catch the eye first. That's where people mess up. Then you dive into the content. You gotta format it correctly. I need your name to be bold and high. Needed to. I needed to to be on the page. Bold. The biggest thing on the page on your resume should be your name. It's about you and only you. Point blank. Period. After that, I need your contact information. I need to know how I'm gonna get in touch with you. I need your LinkedIn URL hyperlink. I need your phone number. I need your email. I need your, your city and state location. I need to know where you're located. Okay. For college students, I say if you have, well, if you're a recent grad, I think about two years, it's good to have a professional professional summer. You got one to two years of experience. 
in that 40 hours a week working environment. Great. If you're just, if you're still in college, your education needs to be first. Where did you go to college? What are you getting your degree in? What is your expected graduation date? I need to know when you're graduating. That's what recruiters care about. When are you graduating? Or you're, you're, you can do our internship program. You can do our freshman program. You're a freshman. You're not graduating until 2025. You just started college. We got a program just for you, right? If you're if you're about to graduate 2022 January, oh, it's time to get you full-time jobs. No more internships. Those are the things I want to know up front so I can make better decisions on where I need to put you. Or if you're a qualified role, or if you're a qualified candidate for the role that you apply for. Yeah. Recruiters want to help you. They're not, they're not, they're not bad people. I mean, they want to help you. That's their whole job. But you got to want to help yourself. You got to give them something to work with. That's the yep. key. So when it comes to the resume, man, tailored format is, is the first thing I see is wrong. And then with, with, with college students, man, highlighting their education, highlight maybe relevant coursework. But one thing I see relevant coursework, if you're just putting the, the class you took, that doesn't mean anything to me. I don't know who your professor is or what they taught at the university. That's not going to help me make a decision on whether you're a qualified candidate. Marketing 101. Thank you, Danny, for telling me you took marketing 101. I don't, I don't know what you did in that class or how it's going to bring value to my organization. It does not help me. I need to know what you learned and how it's going to impact the business based on the role you're applying for. It's that simple. So, Tailor the resume to the to the position title that you're you're targeting. And I don't I don't really believe in tailoring your resume to every single position. No, I think that the, the way I look at it is, you should have a tailored job search. So you should have maybe one to two similar roles. So say like an account manager or inside sales rep, something like little like one and two like tier one tier two, right? I'm tailoring my resume towards those two roles. Now, whether you are the, the only thing that's going to change is the industry. The scope of work does not change for your position title. This, I'm a financial analyst. Financial analysts do the same thing across the board, bro. I don't care if you work in tech, you work in beauty, you work in health, you work in telecommunications. A financial analyst is a financial analyst. A sales rep is a sales rep. A customer success manager is a customer success manager. Tailor your resume towards specific position titles, not industries or, yeah. or specific jobs, but specific titles so you have more room to send your resume to multiple job roles. That's the key. Don't overanalyze things like put your resume out there, network, build the relationships, get on 15-minute, 30-minute coffee chats, follow up, get the job. Negotiate, interview well, negotiate salary, close deals. That's 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 the blueprint. One of the things I see as a biggest mistake is the the bullet points in the job in the job in in the job. Um, when you're talking about your job experience, right? Most deaf. Yeah. How do you write good bullet points? Yeah. So I got an X Y Z formula. You want to start off with a strong action verb, right? That's going to let the recruiter or hiring manager know you own every task or project you completed. Next, you want to identify the task or project you completed. You can get these literally from job descriptions. That's what the market is telling you. When you think about it, job descriptions are coming from recruiters or hiring managers. They're literally mapping out what they want that person to be or what their responsibilities and requirements will be in that role. You need to use those to your advantage to tailor your resume based on your previous experiences. You want to identify the task or project completed in your role. 
Next, you want to highlight the result or outcome of that task or project with a metric if applicable. Everything in the world is measured by numbers. Impact. That's the only way we measure things. You have to have metrics. Data is everything. Data is currency, right? Data is money. Data is currency. Data is everything. you got to have numbers to showcase your impact and how, how wide your impact ranges. So yeah. that's my XYZ formula to creating a strong accomplishment-based bullet point on a resume. So can you sh like share an example, maybe because like help, help me visualize that, right? Because you, you. So what we want to do is kind of read out some for 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 all of you listening right now. He's pulling up that information and, and reading some examples. And, and in the meantime, I want to talk about while while he's doing that. So one of the most common jobs that people have while they're work, they're in college is being a server or a sales associate. And so what I want to do is to encourage you to be proactive of getting those numbers right, having conversations with your managers. All restaurants. Nowadays, use a POS system, right? And, right. Lot, and those POS systems track every number. So questions that you should be asking, what percentage, what's the percentage, what's your average tip percentage? Is it 18, is it 15, is it 20, is it 21? How does that compare with the rest of the restaurant? What percentage of your, of your customers or your tables buy alcohol or buy dessert, which are the higher profit margins for the restaurant, right? And are you upselling them, right? Um, if you have uh, customer service uh, reports, if surveys and some of the receipts, do you have a rating, right? Um, do you train people? And if the people you train, do they last longer than the servers that you don't train, right? So I always want to challenge you to quantify everything you do, whether it's a server, whether you work in retail, whether you're doing an internship. And even when you start your next role, you need to have a clear understanding and be proactive and start thinking about your future resume and start being proactive about what are your KPIs, your key performance indicators. If your role is not black and white, let's say you're a graphic designer and you're like, well, nothing has numbers there. I'm like, well, how many designs do you do a week? Right. right. Uh, I, how does that compare to other people? Imagine that you did seven designs and the average other designer did five. Right. Right. You're doing 20% more output than the other people. There you so go. So you can say that on your resume because yes. when someone hires you, they're saving 20%. They're hiring essentially somebody who's 20% more efficient. Um, exactly. All right, man. Sorry. Take over. I was trying to buy That's some time for us. That's it. No, 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 no. You're good. I have, I just put a resume sample. So I got a couple. Um, so I built, and customize transaction processes, merchant management services, portfolio management services, and point of sale services, increasing productivity for company divisions by 10%. Love it. And so the key here is understanding that regardless of what you do in the company, you either make the company money or save the company money. Bro, everybody. Right? I just everybody. talked to a client today, bro. And he was like, man, I'm in HR. I don't really know how I impact the company. Blah, blah, blah. I said, bro. You save money. Liability, right? I said, you're thinking you're thinking small. You're only thinking about your direct impact. You got to think about your overall impact. If you're an HR, right, you're hiring the people that's making the company run. Mm -hmm. Everything they do is your direct impact. Right. And how you measure that is a couple of things, right? In HR, you... You can save the company a lot of money, right? You can create processes and procedures that allow to prevent lawsuits, 
Yeah. Right. So, so let, imagine that you work and you're in charge of HR of a company and you say, okay, what is the, like, and you can figure out what the average company in your industry, like especially publicly traded companies, they allocate some funds for lawsuits and settlements. And you can say, okay, well, we never had to pay that. So I've saved the company this much money. So you can quantify that. Or even if by hiring the right people, imagine if you, since you started hiring people, the retention rate has increased. And the turnover rate has increased, right, or, or has decreased. So there's so many ways that you're actually saving the company money because you're not hiring new people, you're not training new people, right? Uh, or the quality of people that you're hiring are being more productive, more effective. So you are making an impact, and there's ways to quantify every single thing. And so back to what I was saying, like every time a company hires you, they're investing in you, right? That's Even a nonprofit is investing in you, and they want to return investment. So you need to show them through your points how you save the company money or how you save the company money and how paying you 50, 60, 70, 80, 100,000 dollars is nothing compared to the 200, 300, 400, 500,000 dollars that they you made them in profit. Exactly, bro. Exactly. And I just talked about that the other day, bro. I said nobody will ever be paid what they're worth. Nobody. Nobody on this planet. Because if I gave Daniel, if I if Daniel, I gave you a dollar, right? And you give me a dollar back, how many times are you gonna keep doing that? Yeah. Forever. Yeah. It, it, it don't make no sense. Yeah. Why why would I'm gonna give you a dollar and you give me a dollar back? It, it's it's equal exchange. It makes it's no it's no return on investment. But if I give Daniel a dollar. And Daniel gives me back ten dollars. I'm doing that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Right, right, right. That's why nobody in this world will ever be paid what they're worth. People right. only pay for things when they feel like the value that they're paying is going to be a far more rewarding investment or return on investment than the price that you're charging. Yep. And I think that's what's so beautiful uh, when you look at the job search process like a business, like you're selling yourself as a product, right? Oh. Um, and this whole job search process is a sales funnel. You're just a product. You're selling yourself. Um, oh. And your resume is your sales sheet. It's your fact sheet. It's what your features and benefits that you provide, right? But I think it's really interesting because people will be like, well, there's no jobs out there. But then I talk to um, a lot of Inc. 5000 CEOs. So if Inc. 5000, if you don't know if you're listening to this, they're like, the, fat, the 5,000 fastest growing companies in America. And all of them tell me their biggest issue is finding the right people. And I said, and I would ask them, so if someone came to you, a college student came to you and said, hey, let's say, Leander, you're now an Inc. 5000 company. Spark your success. At Inc. And, I said, and I said to you, hey, my name is Daniel. I know that your business has grown and you have sparked your resume and it has kind of plateaued because you focus on other areas of your business. But I have... Um, I have some ideas on how I can grow your business. And if you paid me $50,000 salary and 20%, here is my business plan for your business on how I'm going to help you generate $200,000 plus. Done deal. Done deal, right? Done deal. Because you could create value. Now, maybe I couldn't have done this myself, but I know that with Leander's uh, credibility, with Leander's brand that he's already built with, with right. his processes and procedures, right. my value can now be multiplied. So right. one plus one in this scenario is a lot more than two. Right. And that's what I want to challenge you all to think. And it starts with your resume because your resume is 
your introduction, your first introduction, right? Um, bro, you said you hit on the nail though, bro. I, I'm really trying to pivot people to think they have to they have to turn themselves into a business. Yep. And I, like I said, everybody's a freelancer, bro. I, yep. I, I'm going to be preaching that for the next 25 years, bro. Everybody's a yep. freelancer. Everybody. You have unique skills and capabilities that you're offering in exchange for salaries, benefits, vacation time, stock plans, RSUs, whatever the case may be. But those same skill sets you can take to multiple companies and yep. have multiple clients. But you got to be able to sell yourself to get hired. Nobody's doing it for you. And you just can't duplicate you. I can't be you on LinkedIn. I can't be you in an interview. I just I just can't. I can help you build your resume. I can help you build your brand. But I can't deliver. I can't execute the entire project for you. I can't yep. be Daniel in an interview. I can't be Daniel on LinkedIn sending voice notes. I just, I just can't do it. That's something yep. you cannot do for other people. You have Absolutely. to turn your, you have to change your mindset to start moving as a business. Yeah. You gotta yeah. market yourself as a business. What is your product? What is your offer? And market it every single day to where people are coming to you and recommending you for your services. 100%. And, and, yeah, you hit it in the hell. So, and that, you hit the nail on the head, my friend. You're, you're, that's why you're the man. So look, man, we're we're, we're gearing towards that thirty minute mark. Um, and so, any last piece of advice on resumes, maybe we haven't covered. I mean, I think honestly, man, when it comes to doing the research for the resume, use those job descriptions. They're gonna tell you everything you need to know about what the company wants to see in the resume. Your, your resume is literally bridging the gap between your current situation and your final destination. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's it. Yeah. Where you currently are in your career to where you want to go, your resume is the gap. Resume, LinkedIn, cover letter. Yeah. That's, your brand. that's how you're going to get hired. Well, that's how you're going to get your interview. Then you got to nail the interview. Be able to articulate those skill sets, but use your resume as talking mechanisms. <laughs> Another thing I want to mention just really quickly, bro. Yeah. Stop mentioning things that's not on your resume. These bro, these people, they only know recruiters, hiring managers, friends, whatever. They only know what you tell them. They don't know your family. They don't know your friends. They don't know your coworkers. And I promise you they're not calling. People are too busy for that. Mm-hmm. You're using your resume, LinkedIn, and cover letter to make decisions on whether you're a qualified candidate or not. And, and, and I want to make sure, like, I've always seen uh, people think your, the resume does everything in terms of the job search process. No. I've no. always found that your resume only has one job, and that is to get you to the interview. Interview, bro, that's it. That is it. Once you're at the interview, your resume doesn't matter. They might still review it, yeah, and that's not because... The, inter the interviewer might just want to read a one-page document that gives them the most condensed information about you. And if you're la lazy like me when I was interviewing <laughs> at PepsiCo, I wouldn't even read your resume. My first question to you in the interview would be like, Leander, walk me through your resume. And I'll have you walk me through it, right? <laughs> so I, I would have you kind of walk me through it. And it's like in a way of saying, tell me about yourself. It's the same right. thing, right? right? And I wouldn't even read it. But yeah, my PepsiCo manager would hear me out now. Uh, so I think I think it turned out to okay in the end. But uh, but yeah, that was the truth. Like I would be like, hey, um, instead of, I would be like, walk me through your resume. So 
don't put so much pressure that your resume gets you the job. Your resume is a huge right. part of it, right? Think about the job being a party. Your resume is like the invitation. Oh. You still have to go through the door um, and, and talk to the bouncer. It's literally your Thanksgiving meal, bro. Your yeah. resume is your fried chicken. Yeah. Your LinkedIn is your mac and cheese. Your cover letter is your collard greens, right? Your interview got to be the dessert, right? It's going. It's going. It's, it's at the end. It's literally a a, a, a five course meal, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's all it is, man. And the networking before the interview is the yeah. conversation you have your family before you sit on the table. You feel me? That's the that's yeah. the conversation at dinner. Yeah, and, and that's the and dinner. that's the best way to get to the table. And that's and then after you have the conversation, they bring out the dessert because you made it to the next round. Yep. Bro, that's it. You got. And then after it. the dessert, your family. There you go. Man, you love that. Then you get to negotiate terms. So, do so you don't need turkey for Thanksgiving if you do fried chicken? Oh man, I did say fried chicken, didn't I? Yeah, but I'm gonna do both. I like, <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like turkey, bro, but I like I like I like the fried chicken a lot better. I got you. I feel yeah. you, man. Okay, all right, man. So obviously, man, you're resume ninja. You're man. Your energy is infectious. I'm student. I'm watching this replay. I'm listening to this podcast. Yeah, I want you to help me with my resume where do i find you man man sparkyourresume.com man you get a free resume review from one of our one of our experts on our team man um upload your resume fill out a couple questions to, so we can learn more about you um sparkyourresume.com but you can find us there you can follow me on linkedin leander howard ii spark underscore your resume on instagram spark your resume on twitter just google, google spark your resume you'll find all our social media but the website is where, where we can where we can help you at. love it man hey Always a pleasure, man. You're the man. Uh, I enjoy the conversation. We'll talk soon, man. Yes, sir. Peace. Appreciate you. Everybody listening, catch you guys on the next episode. You've been listening to How to Get a Job College Student Edition. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. And if you use Spotify, go ahead and give us a follow so you'll be notified whenever we upload. Until the next time, catch you guys on the next episode.